can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are talking about feedback and how to get your team to give you more honest and truthful feedback that you can take action on to ensure that you're creating a great place to work and that your team is happy and telling you when stuff comes up. You know, as a boss, it's so important for you to constantly seek feedback from your team in order to not only improve the environment, the processes, the procedures, the work itself, but also to develop your own leadership skills and your own management skills. You need to set out and seek the feedback from your team in order to improve all of those things. And of course, getting feedback can be difficult sometimes because employees may feel hesitant to speak up, or they may not know how to effectively communicate what they're thinking. And honestly, giving feedback is uncomfortable to anyone. If you think about any time you have to have a hard conversation, even if it's in your personal life or personal relationships, it's hard. And so it's even harder when you have to give feedback to your boss. And being a boss means that you have authority and that impacts what people will say to you. A lot of employees are conditioned to mistrust you because you are their boss. Unfortunately, a lot of people have had bad bosses before or have been slighted by political systems in previous companies. And so they have this, this sense to mistrust you. And that's one of the most difficult things to realize when you first become a manager, especially if you're somebody that, you know, is, is trustworthy, you actually do care and you want to do a good job, knowing that you kind of have to earn it a little bit can be a little hard. And I think that's one of the biggest distinctions is like, you do kind of have to earn trust, right? It's not given until proven otherwise most of the time. Now there are some people that do, but for the most part, they're going to be a little a little worried and not sure and feeling out what's accepted and what's not when they first start working with you. Even though you might not be an intimidating person, but you have the title boss or CEO. And that carries a lot of weight. That title can be intimidating to people because you control who is hired, who's fired, what they're earning, when they get a raise, when they get a bonus, the work that's assigned to them, the projects they get to work on, their growth and development in their career. 
And so all of that has a big impact, of course, on their life, but it's also going to make them uneasy or unsure if they can share honest opinions with you because they don't know what might happen to those things um, if they do. And so it takes some time to develop that trust. And especially with new hires, it takes some time. Or if you somehow have found yourself in a culture that maybe isn't so great, it takes some time to rebuild it. But what I want to talk about on this episode is ways and tips on how to encourage more feedback from your team. And what I'm going to start with is actually some reasons why people may not give feedback right away. And I think it might help you not take it so personally or not get so frustrated with them, right? And and help you kind of see it from their perspective. So here are four reasons why they may not. So the first is fear of retribution. Some team members may be afraid of negative consequences if they speak up and share their thoughts openly and honestly. And so you need to make it clear that you value honest feedback and that you won't retaliate against them for speaking their minds. You know, we had a whole episode recently on what retaliation is, and it doesn't have to be so legal, right? But it could be like you're not going to treat them differently or be upset with them if they give they give feedback. The second would be that there just is a lack of trust, which we kind of already alluded to at the beginning of this podcast. If your team does not trust that their feedback will be taken seriously or acted upon, they may be less likely to speak up. Or if you don't have that trusted relationship where they feel like you actually want to hear it, that matters too. So you want to make sure you follow up on the feedback and show you're committed to making changes based on what you hear. And that's not always easy when you're in the day-to-day work. So you want to make sure you have systems set up to remind yourself to do things, to take action on some of the stuff that you're hearing. The third reason would be they lack confidence. Some team members feel unsure about themselves and their ideas and don't feel comfortable speaking up in front of others. So you definitely want to encourage them to share their thoughts, ideas, provide support and guidance to help them feel more confident. You may even want to, I mean, we'll talk about this, but providing ways for them to give you feedback not in public is another great way to make sure you're hearing feedback from everybody. And then the fourth reason why you're not probably hearing feedback is that you don't have enough ways or opportunities for them to give feedback. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But if there's not enough feedback loops for employees to share their thoughts and ideas, they may not feel comfortable doing so. So you want to make sure you have some regular opportunities for feedbacks. So you're doing the one-on-one meetings, you're doing team meetings, maybe you've implemented a short employee happiness survey, you're doing debriefs after you know every project or every deliverable, make sure that there's opportunity for them to give feedback. And so those are some of the reasons why they may not want to speak up. But here are some ways that you can try to encourage more feedback from your team. You want to make sure that your your team members feel like it's safe and inclusive workspace and that they can share their thoughts without getting ridiculed or dismissed, right? So you want to actively create a safe and inclusive space for feedback and make it clear to them and not only make it clear to them, but honestly believe it, that their input is valued and that 
they can speak up and share their thoughts. Maybe they aren't the best thoughts, right? But you can, like, that's going to happen sometimes. You're going to be like, that was not the best idea. But if you shut that down right away without allowing them space to ideate or give feedback, then they're not going to do it anymore and it's never going to get better. So you want to make sure you have that space. And so great ways to do that, of course, are one-on-ones, team meetings, setting aside time maybe at the end of the meeting for them to share thoughts and ideas, put it into the agenda. So making sure you create that space for it. You could encourage anonymous feedback with a regular employee survey Now, if you have a really small team, anonymous kind of gets thrown out the window because you only have three people and they know that it's going to, they know who it is, right? But you could set up, hey guys, every month, I'm going to ask you three questions. I would love your honest opinion on it. And we're going to track your thoughts over time and ask them, you know, the same three, four questions every single month so that you can get regular feedback from them. You could make it anonymous if you have a bigger team, but again, that only works if you have a big enough team that it actually is anonymous. Some people feel more comfortable sharing their thoughts anonymously, but it should not be a replacement for asking for regular feedback directly and making sure everyone in your team is practicing flexing that muscle. You want to show appreciation for the feedback. When someone on your team does provide you with a thought or a suggestion or feedback or criticism, make sure you show that you really appreciate it and you let them know that, you know, it was valuable and you know it was difficult for them maybe to do. And then, of course, take action on it whenever you can. That's one of the most important things that you can do. You don't have to take action on everything, right? If you agree with the feedback, Make visible changes based on it. Make sure that the team sees that you're changing your approach or your thoughts or your process on something. And if you don't agree with the feedback, try to find some aspect of the feedback that you agree with and make changes on it. You don't have to agree with everything, but when you can, try to find something that you agree with and make changes on it. Because at the end of the day, if people feel like they're ignored or even, you know, there was negative consequence to them sharing their opinion, they're going to stop giving it and stop providing it. And that is not what you want. So you want to make sure that you're, you're taking action on those things. And then you want to follow up on it. If you receive feedback from somebody, follow up on it in a timely manner. You know, say, hey, I know that you, you know, you shared this in the last team meeting. I want you to know this is what we're doing differently, or this is how I'm shifting this project. Follow up with them timely because it shows that you're taking their thoughts and concerns seriously and that you're committed to to making changes based on what they share with you. The fifth thing is to seek feedback from a variety of sources. So you need to make sure you have multiple feedback loops that will allow people to share their their thoughts. So you don't want to just rely on the formal feedback channels like employee opinion surveys or happiness surveys, but you also want to have informal conversations with employees, like chat with them in the break room, the virtual break room, Um, have lunch with them, do team outings. You know, there are a lot of things that can be shared if you're kind of outside of your normal day-to-day. And so making sure you use those as ways to ask people, hey, what did you think about this? 
Or what's something I could change that would make me easier to work with? Kim Scott from Radical Candor, she has this really good tip, which I love. It's have a go-to question that you have about feedback and you want to ask it regularly. So it could be like what I had just mentioned. What is one thing that I could stop doing or start doing that would make me easier to work with or would make projects go better? Or what's one thing you've been wanting to tell me, but you might be holding back? Come up with some of these questions ahead of time that you're going to ask people so that you have a way of asking the question versus just saying, so I'd love for some feedback about, you know, me as a boss. That's, it's not a pointed question. So having a few of those in your pocket can definitely help out. And then the sixth is just ask for it directly and just be persistent about it. You can't try it two times and not make progress and then just stop. You've got to be persistent. And by implementing some of those strategies, or I guess more so those tips, you'll start to create an environment where there's feedback loops and people are feel more open to, to sharing their, their, their feedback and their thoughts. Um, and I, I love this quote something else. Well, I don't know if it's a quote, so to speak, but Kim Scott also says this in her, her book, Radical Candor. And I think it's so important you remember it as a boss. Again, because you're a boss and you're in a more of an intimidating role or your role oftentimes can be like a political pawn, right? People are like flattering you. It's, you know, you tend to get a lot more flattery, but it probably is false flattery. And so as she says, you need to hone your BS meter and know when you got to dig deeper to get candid feedback. Like you got to know when somebody's blowing smoke, right? Um, And so get good at that as a boss. Uh, We already talked about why employees don't participate and some reasons why. Then we talked about some things you can do to start creating more feedback loops. But I think one thing that also comes up is sometimes you have the opposite problem where it's not that people aren't giving feedback, but people are complaining all of the time. And that can be super frustrating, especially if there's one or two people who seem like they're constantly complaining about everything. Here are some some things you can do or some steps you can take to handle that situation. Um, I think first, it's important to make sure you approach the situation with empathy and some understanding. A lot of times, you know, if you do any personal development work, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. Like most of the time it's about them, not you or the team members or the work itself. Most of the time it's about them. But, you know, the first thing you're going to want to do is listen to their concerns and make it clear that you're open to hearing what they have to say sometimes that can be enough for them to feel heard and validated, which, you know, may make them stop complaining quite as much. Now, some people may want you to listen to their concerns way more often than you feel is necessary. So when you're listening, try to understand their perspective and more so like try to get to the root cause of it. You know, are they feeling overwhelmed or stressed? Do they feel undervalued or unsupported? Understanding the the underlying reasons for their complaints can help you to actually like address the, the issue at hand and do that a lot more effectively. And then try to help them find solutions. So once you have a better understanding of, you know, what's frustrating them or their concerns, 
help them identify possible solutions. So it could be adjusting their workload, providing additional resources or support. Maybe it's addressing, you know, those underlying issues that might be contributing to their concerns. And then you may find that you have to set some boundaries. So, you know, if it's somebody who's consistently complaining or bringing the morale down, it's important to listen. It's important to address their concerns. It's also important to be pretty direct around their complaining. If it's disrupting the team or or hurting productivity, you probably got to have a conversation with them about finding a more productive way to handle their frustrations, right? I could list off different things that could be going on, but there's a million ways this could show up in your business. So you may have to have a hard conversation of like, hey, I've heard you. I know this is frustrating you, but it's not helping when you do X, Y, Z. What are other ways that we could have these conversations or address the concerns, right? You can kind of take a hard, a hard stance on when and where, and you know, it's, it's appropriate to, to address some of these things. So these are some of the tips that you can use to, to have somebody who maybe is complaining quite a bit right? Now, you're not going to be able to solve all of the problems, but I think the more you bring up the fact and calling out the behavior in the moment, most times when you're complaining, you don't realize you're doing it because you're stuck in this spiral. So sometimes just simply pointing it out can help. And sometimes you're not going to be able to address the, the issue that's going on. Really, all of the stuff that we've just shared in this episode are all reasons why someone, you know, team members don't always give feedback. It's important for you to know why that is and that your title of boss and CEO carries weight. Even if you don't feel like you know what the hell you're doing, they they believe you do. And it's really important that you know why they may not be giving you feedback. We've provided tips on how to get more feedback from your team and thoughts on how to handle somebody who is complaining a lot. So hopefully these strategies can help you in getting and having real honest conversations with your team members. If you have not read the book, Radical Candor by Kim Scott, I highly recommend you do so. If you don't have the ability to read it or the time, just go watch your TED Talk. It's really great. You're going to realize how much power having real conversations can be. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for caring about being a good boss. You being a good boss will have such a ripple effect on the world. I know that sounds a little woo-woo-y or I don't know what that sounds like, but I really do believe that to be true. So I truly appreciate you working on being a good boss. And until next time, we'll chat soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of the show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.